that was my that was my biggest loss. But uh, th- this past May, I played uh, the the earnings. Um, it was the day before my birthday, May twenty fourth, <clears throat> and I was looking at what happened the previous earnings, just just all the research I'd done on artificial intelligence. And I was like, man, everybody is all in on this. I think there's a lot of upside uh, to NVIDIA. It could get to like 360, 365. So as, <clears throat> as NVIDIA was pulling back into earnings, I was like, I'm just gonna start loading the boat on call options. Welcome back everyone to another RLT Pivot Podcast. My name is Tracy and I am joined with my incredible co-host, Mr. Dan Jansen. How are you doing, sir? Thrilled to be back. As always, we got my boy in the house. We got Jeremy <laughs> Hertz. Uh, he's a member here with Real Life Trading. He also has uh, Replace Your Dollar as well. So we'll get into to all of that. Jeremy, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing phenomenally. Uh, I'm, I'm on the RLT Pivot Podcast. So uh, it's an <laughs> honor. Thank you so much for having me on. This is how you know you've made it. This is how you know. <laughs> you're, in, uh, you're in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right outside of Westchester area, Philadelphia. Uh, originally from Pittsburgh, but I'm on the eastern part of the state now. So, gotcha. So, so no relations to uh, to Hurts, the the quarterback for the Eagles, then. No, so different, different Hurts. Yeah, different. Hurts. <laughs> you got to be a Steelers fan anyway. Yeah, huge Steelers fan. Uh, my my last name it it's funky looking, so that the H is actually silent. So it's it's Ritz like the hotels. So you uh-huh. get Ritz, you get Hurts, Hurts, you know all those things. But yeah, it's just. Ritz like the hotels. Gotcha. That, okay. That's perfect. Perfect. Awesome. So uh, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you got into trading and, and how you stumbled upon real life trading. Yeah. So uh, it was about a year and a half ago. Um, good friend of mine, Edmund Fontana, uh, real estate guy. Um, we, we both worked as administrators. We were principals together and I had just gotten to the end end of my rope. I had three children, three, five, and eight, and was just missing so much uh, out on their lives. And just seeing how he left behind um, the world of education to pursue entrepreneurship, I kind of reached out to him, and he knew Jeremy Newsom. He's like, "Yo, man, you gotta you gotta meet Jeremy Newsom. I think you'd really connect with him." And I I'd always purchased stocks and just held them buy and hold, um, but that was my intro to real life trading and then from there everything just <laughs> I, I just can't believe where i'm at today gotcha awesome did you did you trade or or have any stock knowledge besides buy and hold were you interested in trading at all prior to jeremy or that was kind of like a new eye opener for you yeah it was it was all completely new to me um so i had read a book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that had suggested that it's important to buy stocks. So as, as I came into extra money, you know, I would buy shares of Apple or, you know, ETFs um, and just to grow them over time for my kids' college funds. Uh, but that was the extent of it. If I had some extra money, I had a Vanguard account, I would just buy a couple shares, you know, probably overpaid uh, for a lot of those shares. But uh, I, I had an interest, but I never knew what actually existed uh in terms of trading gotcha so tell us a little bit about the actual journey once you met jeremy newsome like what got you transitioning into into trading a little bit more than what you were doing before yeah so i actually um 
So my story is I met with my friend Edmund and the next day I quit my job, literally. <laughs> it's, it's a true story. So I, I, high school principal, it was prom day. And, uh, you know, this is something that I've been dealing with for a while, just the stress of being away from my family, uh, not being a present father. And I wanted to do something on my own. And so trading was going to be like my initial side hustle. And, um, you know, I... I had another thing that, that I was going to do with Edmund's company called Replace Your School that just completely failed and uh, talked talk with Jeremy, uh, signed up for one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, <clears throat> made a ton of stupid mistakes in my first three months. I was trading real money on uh, Robinhood <laughs> on my phone. Um, but the, the moment where I, I had a realization of what's possible, uh, I was actually at school still working as principal, I had a little break and I took a trade on Snapchat and I made $248 quick day trade. And I just remember thinking, wow, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> and I made <laughs> 200 easy. Yeah. And <laughs> called my wife. I was like, I just made $284 on Snap and called Edmund, told him that. And uh, from there, it just, I, I just became obsessed with trading. So that's where it all started. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like trading is a drug, right? You, you get a little fix, and then you're like, "How do I do that again?" Like, yeah. what, do, what do I get another two hundred eighty four dollars from? But yeah, no, uh, I, I think same journey, and and I think I, I mean I'm I'm on the on the terms of like Robinhood, I'm like, uh, there's better platforms in my opinion oh, yeah. for, for what I use, but I, but I I do think Robinhood in general did a huge service to the industry as as a whole because without Robinhood and just kind of going as viral as it did, it introduced a lot of people to the market to some, to some positive extent, to some negative extent, but it got people more aware that you don't have to just put money into a Vanguard. You don't have to do a mutual fund. You, you, you could control your own money. You could control your own future. You could make your own trades, make $284 from your cell phone on Snapchat. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I think it did open up the the industry a little bit. So I, I, I hear, I hear a lot of people kind of start their trading journey with, robin hood interesting enough what but, what projected you to to trade or to to actually quit your job though like yeah so uh, for forever it, it, as long as i can remember i've always been uh creative i like to create and make things whether it's it's writing um drawing painting writing songs music uh or or just writing articles. I had a lot of failed businesses in my past. <laughs> I, I failed at a lot of things. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. And I really wanted my time freedom to be with my family. That that was important to me. I didn't want to miss out um, on the lives of my kids. And as a high school principal, you know, there, there were days I was working 14, 16, 18 hour days, weekends, because it's not just the school day. It's you know, if there's a football game or if there's prom or homecoming, you've got you have to be there. And not only do you have to be there, you have to be there until all the parents come and pick them up and take them home. So, you know, I was more more of a parent to the 1500 kids in our school, which I, I love the kids. They're phenomenal. But at the expense of my family. So that's I knew that, hey, something has to change or, you know, you're just going to be, you know, dad who's there. Uh, in the morning for a little bit and at night for a little bit and that's it. And that I wasn't okay with that. 
Gotcha. Okay. So getting, getting to a point where I guess, I guess I'm just questioning or asking more of the, the transition from recognizing that you had a job that's some security. You had issues, obviously, with the job, which you identified. You knew yep. very well that you wanted to change in your personal life. And yep. what was it about the trading that actually led you to the decision that it now is the time? What was different from any other day, right? Yeah. So, so again, trading was going to be my my backup, my side hustle, the the replace your school thing, which we were going to teach people how to transition their kids from public schools to homeschooling was supposed to be the bread and butter, which that obviously did not work out. But the the bigger thing was uh, just having Edmund, who had done this, had left behind his job, walking me through and showing me, okay, here's what I do with real estate on a monthly basis. So he showed me his spreadsheets. All right, here's my monthly income. This is what I'm generating from real estate. He had some people who were trading for him at the time. Uh, I think Forex, so he wasn't even trading. Um, and it, it sounds it sounds like I, I took a leap and I really did, but I bet on myself that whatever, whatever it was that I was gonna do, I was gonna be successful. Um, but in terms of having like a specific plan, I did everything that you absolutely should not do. So I quit before having um, having any type of confirmation or knowing that it was going to work. I didn't know that, but I had wrestled with the this in my mind so much that I was like, look, you just need to make the decision, burn the bridges and make it happen. And so it was more of, I handed my letter of resignation in that Friday. It was April 28th. It was the NFL draft day. That's that's the day after. That's how I remember it. Finished out the school year. Um, and obviously, I had been putting money away. Um, and, you know, I, so it's not like I was going into this n not having a couple months salary in place. Um, but it was a straight up leap. <laughs> It, it is. That's a sheer act of faith right there in yourself. And I got to say, you know, we've heard it before that if you haven't failed, you're not trying hard enough. So the fact that, I mean, you've brought it up a couple of times already that you failed many, 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 many times. And I think in that whole process, that's what gave you that underlying foundation of faith in yourself that you knew that you could do this. And there's some pros and cons to doing it the way that you did it. The, the pros are if you actually do take that leap and you've got no safety net in front of you, you have to make it work. You're all in like it's yeah. it, there's an it's not a I'll sit on my laurels and, and just wait because I've got time. We can put it off. We can procrastinate. You're all in. And yeah. that's that's huge. If you've got the faith and the belief in yourself to actually do what you got to do. So I commend you for that. It's not for everybody, but it is definitely a, a one way of getting to where you wanted to go. What would you say uh, you did say that you had a few months of backup income? Yeah. What would you say some of the other, I guess, precautionary or preparation type things should be done for individuals that are looking to transition from quitting their day job and going into uh, trading as a full-time or anything as, as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think uh, just having multiple sources of income. So there were other things I was doing with educational consulting. Um, so it, it wasn't just, so I had the replace your school thing that that we were trying to make work. I had the trading, I had some of the consulting. 
And then I told myself too, if I need to go work at, you know, Home Depot or get a, get a side, I, I will do that. Whatever I have to do. I just wasn't going back to what I, what mm-hmm. I was doing. So just having those other opportunities or income streams really, you know, just lessen the, the anxiety and the stress. Uh, because I mean, I, I talked about that $284 Snapchat one. I'd like to say that, that there was a string of consistency there, but the market punched me in the face several times <laughs> um, uh, and, and still does today, obviously, like it does all of us. Um, but just as I was learning, having those other revenue streams to depend on made it where the, the pressure wasn't too much on me. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think in uh, one of the things that you said previously, you did everything that you shouldn't have done, right? And I, I would say, I mean, maybe it wasn't the most comfortable, but I, I don't know who who writes the rules as to what should be done or should not be done. Like, I, I, honestly, I think everybody has their own past. People will look at their job as their safety net, and then somebody else could look at the same job and go, "This is a noose, right? This is gonna this is gonna kill me." And yeah. if you're if you're not happy doing something, you're not making enough money. And I, I think it becomes a noose when people realize like, this is not what I want to do. This is, this is not where I want to be giving my time. You, you're limited time. And now you're, you're wasting it for somebody else or doing something you don't like doing uh, yeah. no matter how good the money is or anything like that. So some people look at it as a security blanket and that actually could hold them back from just ripping it off like a bandaid just real quick and just saying, okay, let's, let's move on. Let's figure out the next path, the next journey. So I, I don't, I don't know that you did it right or wrong. I mean, that, that would be up for, for you to decide, but um, I, I think it, once you don't have that plan B plan, a has to work. Right. So I, I think for a lot of people that, and the reason I'm saying is because I know there's a bunch of people that are maybe in this chat that, that have jobs or, or watching the recordings that have jobs. And they're like, man, I wish I could just trade full time. And, and you're kind of the inspiration for that because you, some people go, okay, I need six months savings. I need a security blanket. I need this much in bonds. I need this much to save. I need all these expenses covered. I need, this is, I need another path of income. And some people, you know, they'll just never make the leap because they're never, they never feel like that's the right time. Right. Yeah. So um, what, what what would for you say that that is the right time? I mean, did, did how far deep did you go down and go, okay, I got this revenue stream. I got this, this amount of money saved. I got like, what, what, how much of that factored into your decision? It, to me, that wasn't the, the, the biggest factor. It was just uh, <clears throat> the, the pain point of m- my kids and my wife um, just, being away from them just and she she's at home with our kids so you know being at home with three young kids under the age of eight is is a lot um and i just wanted to be more more present and that that was my biggest piece so i figured that if i could eliminate that the the money to make that work so that that just really became unbearable to the point where I just got to, and, and I went into work that next day after I met with my buddy, I wasn't planning on quitting that day. Cause my wife was like, well, we're going to talk through this first. The story gets even better. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you didn't, you didn't even know you're quitting that day. No, no. I, so I got to work. It was, it was prom day. You know, the kids are excited and I'm like, man, this is terrible. I'm not going to get home till like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's a long day. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. And I called my wife. I said, Hey, I'm going to hand in my letter of resignation today. I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And she's like, all right, I believe in you. Anything you've ever said you're going to do, you've made it happen. 
let's let's go. And I wrote my letter, uh, printed it. I texted my superintendent and said, I really need to meet with you. Walked walked over to the letter, handed it to him, told him that I had another opportunity. And that was it. Something just it, it got to the point where something the the muse or the some type of universal intelligence just said it, it's now or never. And uh it was it up there with my my wedding and the birth of my kids. It's one of the the best feelings that I've ever had. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's move forward a little bit on the journey. I, I know you said the market punched you in the face a couple times. It has me, Tracy, all, all, any trader gets punched in the face a couple times. Was there a point during that journey when you got punched in the face where you're just like, maybe I should go back to the job? Should I? <laughs> should I uh, yeah. So, forget, for, just do like the George Costanza show up to work the next day and just hope nobody notices. It. <laughs> yeah. Dan, actually, you're, you're part of the story. You don't even know. So uh, <laughs> I I was in, the, I would be in the trading rooms religiously. Uh, I consumed all the RLT content doing the courses just over and over and over repetition. But um, in the fall, I think it was either September, I think it was October. There was this day where the inflation report came out and everything was tanking. And then it was, there was a quick, the, the reversal was really strong and everything popped. Super October. I, I know the exact day, October. Yeah. And there was an NVIDIA short. That I'm like, all right, I'm getting in on this. And it was profitable. Had my entry set up, profit target, stop loss. And then it reversed. And full admission, uh, the, the biggest losses I've ever had in my young trading career have been not being disciplined. I took my stop loss out. And uh, this was a trade that you were in and you got out smartly. You're like, oh yeah, I got out a long time ago. And then uh, about $7,000 later, uh, I was like, I have to, I have to admit this loss. I have to take this loss or I'm, <laughs> I'm in really in, deep trouble. In hindsight, that day was the bottom of the market of 2022. And we ripped. So some people can't even go, Hey, I just lost $7,000. And so it, it'll come back. It'll, it'll come. It never did. I and mean, we're sitting at NVIDIA all time highs, right? I mean, that could have added up. And a lot of people, no matter how deep in the hole, they're like, no, just hold it. It'll come back. And that's when I think a lot of people were in trouble, but yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think, by the way, you say like, I got out of the trade. No, the market got me out of the trade. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah, had well, to stop I, in there. It wasn't my decision. My decision was to hit target, but that, that yeah. didn't happen. But the, the irony of all this with NVIDIA is that was my, that was my biggest loss. But uh, th this past May, I played uh, the the earnings. Um, it was the day before my birthday, May 24th. <clears throat> and I was looking at what happened, the previous earnings, just, just all the research I'd done on artificial intelligence. And I was like, man, everybody is all in on this. I think there's a lot of upside uh, to NVIDIA. It could get to like 360, 365. So as, <clears throat> as NVIDIA was pulling back into earnings, I was like, I'm just going to start loading the boat on call options. So I started buying June 30th, like 360s, 365s, 370s, 400s. And I mean, I was I, I was loaded, loaded. And then I was, uh, I mean, it was the the risk. I could afford to to lose what, what I was going in with, but I felt very confident in it, um, which a lot of people would say, you know, that that's a gamble. Um but then we all know what happened on that gap and 
my first call was to Jeremy. I was like, dude, you're not going to believe what happened. Um, and he's like, well, I'm looking at the chart. I see what happened. But I say that because the irony, my biggest loss when I was thinking like, I can't do this. And then, you know, fast forwarding to May and being part of that, that move. Uh, it's just, I, I love trading. It's, it's just amazing. So what, what was the uh, point or the decision or, or not really decision, but what took you from, man, I just lost $7,000 to NVIDIA. I can't do this to continuing to do it. What, what brought you back the next day or the next trade? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't trade the next day um, and back traded, but just, I, again, I keep referencing my friend Edmund. I, I talked to him about it and I was like, I just lost $7,000, man. And he was like, well, if you can't be comfortable with a loss, then maybe being an entrepreneur isn't for you because you're, you're going to lose you're, you're, now. This was stupid because you took your stop loss out. Um, and just looking at it and saying, if I would have just followed my plan and not been emotional, I, I wouldn't have lost $7,000. I would have lost, I think my art at that point was $500. So knowing that the loss was a product of me being undisciplined told me that, Hey, you can do this if you're just not a big dumb idiot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're searching for the correct words there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much of having a family, a, a wife and young kids at home helped keep you accountable to those rules? Yeah, um, very much so, because when I started, um, so, so August of last year, I told myself, all right, I'm professionally trading for my my income. So when I first started, my wife would ask me at the end of every day. All right, well, what was your profit today? What did you make today? Which was put some pressure on me.